Welcome to Anchored with Mike Robinson. As you listen today, you will discover what it means to have Jesus Christ as the anchor of your soul. Let's discover him and find purpose today. Well, it's so good to be with you today. I'm uh, just sitting here before uh, I was getting ready, just meditating on the goodness of God. You know, there's a song out called The Goodness of God. And when I hear that song, it just really, um, it stirs me because I think about how good God is and how, um, you know, when we contemplate on the goodness of God, um, we can do what the Apostle Paul says here in Acts chapter 26. You know, there was uh, two episodes ago, I talked about remembering, uh, time out to remember. Uh, But I want to continue uh, just in Acts chapter 26, and it's Paul standing before Agrippa. And, you know, in verse one, it says, then Agrippa said to Paul, you are permitted to speak for yourself. So Paul stretched out his hand and answered for himself. I love this. Then in verse two, um, he said, I think myself happy. Um, you know, I, I love that. Just that one phrase there, it's, it's overlooked so many times, but Paul said, I think myself happy, you know, we can think ourselves happy or we can think ourselves sad a lot of times, but when we think on the goodness of God, I really love this. When we, when we rehearse what God has done in our life, how his faithfulness chases us, how his goodness and his mercy follow us. It gets me excited today, and I pray it would get you excited as well. You know, nothing has to change in our circumstances um, for us to think ourselves happy when we think on the goodness of God. The Apostle Paul here was, he was thinking about, you know, it was promised to him. If you look back in earlier in Acts when Paul was called, the Lord promised him, as amazing as it seemed, he promised him, you'll stand before kings and, and, and princes. And, and here it is, Paul's here at this point, even though he's a prisoner, even though he's, he shouldn't be happy. He said, I think myself happy because today what God promised me has come to pass. And friends, I want to, I want to encourage you today to continue with the Lord, you know, and, and think about the goodness of God, uh, today that what he promised you, he will bring it to pass. The only thing you need to do is continue to be obedient to the Lord and follow him and he'll, he'll bring everything to pass in your life. That's his word to you. You know, nothing has to change again. You can remember that what Jesus did for you and you can think yourself happy. You know, the other day my wife was praying and she came out of her prayer time and, and she was, you know, had tears in her eyes. And she said, when I think about what Christ did for me, and she said, when I just, I just get overwhelmed, I cannot, um, I cannot hold unforgiveness towards anybody. I can't not love people. We can't, we have to serve the Lord because when we think of his goodness, there's this overwhelming gratitude that comes out of our hearts. You know, I still always feel, <clears throat> excuse me, just like the woman with the alabaster box in the Bible that that owed him everything because she had been forgiven so much that she was willing to break the alabaster box before him. When I think on the goodness of God today, friends, that's that's what happens to me. You know, one way, only way I can explain it sometimes is like our sin trapped us in the middle of a road, a busy road. And it's like Satan was headed straight for us in a truck at 70 miles per hour. Um, but because of our sin, we deserve to be hit. And and God 
God sends his innocent son to knock us out of the way and take the full force of the blow um, from Satan, uh, from the truck, so that we can be saved. That's the cross. That's what we need to remember when we think about what the Lord did for us, when we think about what he's promised us, when we think about, you know, eye has not seen nor ear heard what entered into, or entered into the heart of man, what God has prepared for him. When we dwell on the goodness of God, we, we should begin to think ourselves happy again. This is what Paul was thinking. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. I know how it feels. You know, I was empty. I was lonely. I was, I was sinful. I was lost. I was like a shell of a man going through the motions. And then Jesus. And then the goodness of God. My, it's so, it's so powerful still to this day over three decades later it's still just as fresh in my mind because i know about the goodness of god through the dark through the dark through the nighttime through the discouraging times through times of betrayal through times of sickness and disease through other things uh, through loss in my family through through the death of loved ones god has been good he's still a good good god in, in verse 3, I like this, in Acts 26, he said, especially because you are expert in all customs and questions, which you have to do with the Jews. Therefore, I beg you, hear me patiently. You know, that's a good, that's a good preacher verse. You know, listen to us patiently. I, I know I try to make the most out of my 15 minutes here today, but many times when I preach, I may preach an hour or more. And because um, we need people to listen to us patiently when we when we speak the word of God, you know, and uh, verse four, Paul said, my manner of life from my youth, which was spent from the beginning among my own nation at Jerusalem and all the Jews know, he said, verse five, they knew me from the first if they were willing to testify that according to the strictest sect of our religion, I lived as a Pharisee. And now I stand and am judged for the hope of the promise made by God to our fathers. To this promise are twelve tribes earnestly serving God, night and day, hope to attain. For this hope's sake, King Agrippa, I am accused by the Jews. Why should it be thought incredible by you that God raises the dead? You know, Paul is given his testimony here. He was a brilliant man. He said at one time he was bound by pride, being a Pharisee, by religious intellectualism. You know, a Pharisee of the Pharisees, in love with doctrine and religion, but not in love with Jesus. And friends, I caution you, don't ever get just in love with the way you do church or the way you do religion. But always just just maintain your love for Jesus no matter what happens. Paul was a hateful and mean. He held the coats of men while others stoned Stephen to death. This was Paul's testimony and his encounter with Jesus. <clears throat> I always tell people, <clears throat> it was like in my life, it came along to where I had a collision with Jesus, a head-on collision with Jesus, and Jesus won. And then Paul Paul goes on, on down uh, through, the, through the scriptures here in Acts 26 about his call. And he moves, he moves through these verses talking about the call of God on his, on his life. And in verse 18, it says he was called to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light, from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And he said, therefore, King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but declared first to those at Damascus and Jerusalem 
throughout the region of Judea, then to the Gentiles, that they should repent and turn to God and do works befitting repentance. You know, he. I believe that everyone um, else in the world was being disobedient, but but Paul says he was obedient to to God, not people. And you know, I want to say something. No matter where you're at today, obedience to God is success. Period. It's obedience to God that shows whether we're a success or not. Not looking around and comparing ourselves with other Christians or other people or what other people have, the material goods. It's just being obedient to God makes you a very successful human being. And so I want you to hang on to that. You know, in verse 20, you know, repent, turn to God, do works that go along with it. I mean, that'll still, that still preaches the same today. That a changed life, a changed life will produce changed actions. That's it. When our life changes, not that we're perfect, when Jesus changes us, when we become born again, when we when we repent and ask Jesus to be our Lord and Savior, a changed life will produce changed actions as we walk. It still works. We still preach about sin and being lost and that hell is real because we don't want anybody to end up there. It's so misconceived today that when you preach the, the word of God, that we can't stay away from the parts about hell and sin because, listen, hell and sin, we don't want people to, to be sinners and end up in hell. That's why we preach about it, not because we want to condemn anybody, not because we want anybody there, but we want to warn people that hell is not for them. It's not the place to go. That's part of the goodness of God is that he chases us down and tries to pursue us even up into our dying breath that we would not end up in hell, but that we would end up in heaven. You know, this is why Pharisees still hate it. They don't like their life being interrupted. They want a good life and they want to name God, but they don't want God. Um, You know, I have a friend, Keith Collins, and he says, you know, sometimes Jesus is, Jesus is just a mascot of religion to people, and it's true. And and listen, um, how many know that God is still reaching out? He, he comes to seek and save the lost, not those that think they're okay, not those that think they need no physician. He's still the great physician trying to seek and save the, the lost, you know, I'm proclaiming light today in darkness. I believe Paul, when he was testifying before Agrippa, even though he was in prison, he's as excited as I am today. I'm beside myself. They said, Paul, you're, you know, you're beside yourself. And he said, no, no, I'm not. Um, I, I believe that his words were truth and reason. He was not crazy. He was not mad. We're not mad today. You know, verse 27, it says, uh, King Agrippa, do you believe the prophets? I know that you do believe. In verse 28, it says, Then Agrippa said to Paul, You almost persuade me to become a Christian. And Paul said, I would to God that not only you, but also all who hear me today might become both and almost all together, such as I am, except for these chains. Friends, that's our passion today to preach the gospel. You know, he comes to, he gets Agrippa to the point where the conviction of God is on him and he's needing to make a decision. And I pray someone out there today that God's, God's Holy Spirit is just moving upon your heart the same way that conviction is on you and that you, you're just like Agrippa, except you become like Paul, except without the chains. Um, 
You know, I'm going to ask you, do you believe this day that you were born into sin and because of your sin, you were separated from God? Do you believe, according to Romans 6, 23, that the wages of your sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life? Do you believe Jesus Christ came and died for your sin, was buried in a tomb, and rose again three days later? I was here to send you today that Jesus died for you. He loves you. He remembers you. Will you remember him? Will you make that commitment to him today, wherever you're at in this world? Will you make that commitment to to live and, and serve the Lord Jesus Christ? If you've never known him before, or you're not just, you're living for Jesus today, this is your opportunity to start living for Jesus today. If you've only seen Jesus through religious eyes or through men, if you've if you've tasted church and uh, maybe tasted some Christians that were that were uh, untasteful to you or distasteful to you, but you've never tasted the Lord, today's your opportunity to taste the Lord. He's a good God, and he wants to have a personal relationship with you. He wants you to be able to be happy no matter what circumstance you're in. My desire is the same as Paul's. I wish you could find the salvation today that I've found, that Paul found, that, that you would be able to, to know that if you're, if you're broken, if you're broken from life, broken from grief, broken from relationships, broken from betrayal, broken because of discouragement, broken because you feel unworthy, broken because you feel hopeless, broken because you don't understand, remember Jesus today. He wants to put you back together. He's the potter. The Bible says... We're the clay. He wants to resurrect you and put resurrection power in you. I'm thankful today that Jesus isn't just the God of a second chance, but he's the God of another chance and another chance. And I just sense the Lord reaching out to people today. How many times has he got you through and you don't even know it? How many times has he picked you up and you haven't even known it? This is this is time today that we we just stop ignoring God. We stop walking away from God and we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. I pray today, wherever you're at, that you would just pray a simple prayer and say, Lord Jesus, I just I ask you to forgive me of all my sin. Become my Lord and Savior that I might start my walk with you today. And Father, I thank you for your goodness today in chasing me down, even with this, this broadcast today. And I give you the glory for it, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for tuning in today. You can find us at anchorchurch.live. Please let us know you're listening by filling out the digital connection card on our website. Again, that's anchorchurch.live. Remember, stand firm, stay anchored to Jesus, and you will weather any storm.